Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I am John. And today it is episode five of Transformers Cybertron. It is space. space. This episode was written by Hiro Misaki, who wrote Fallen, the uh, pilot episode of this series. And the last time on Transformers Cybertron, nothing really happened. The Autobots looked for a thing that turned out not to be the thing. And in this episode, Bud gets it in his head that he should go to space and then suddenly he has to go to space. Yep, he imagines himself as Buck Rogers or whoever this is supposed to be, flying around space with a jetpack, and Jolt takes Bud to Scattershot, who wants absolutely nothing to do with this ridiculous scheme, but when Jolt tells Shot, that's what he calls him, he calls him Shot, that it'd be like a goodwill ambassador hands across the cosmos kind of thing, that changes his tune, he likes the sound of that. I feel I need to address Bud he feel it feels like there's some ADHD there. He's he's so easily distracted. He's he's off in his own head a lot. I'm not saying that in a bad way. He's just <laughs> he's he's very scatterbrained. I think there's there might be some neurodivergency there. Anyway, now let's go, Paul, to the space fridge. Yep, because sure enough, they also have a Super Dave Osborne Hot Wheels playset ramp, but it's transparent. But it's it not is... a ramp. No, whoa, whoa. It's yeah, it's just a bridge that just keeps going into space. Yeah, it's just a spiraling ramp all the way to space. It is literally a bridge to space. And it's got no railing, so that wouldn't be nerve-wracking at all. Has, has nobody run into this thing? When did they build this? They were rushing to put up the invisible paint. Yes, how come planes aren't hitting this thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, they drive up the space bridge. This is the, they're like, this is the most accurate. There must have been a writer who was like, you know what? Well, I guess Hiro Misaki, who was like, space bridge? Okay, fuck you. I'll give you a space bridge. <laughs> anyway, uh, we then go down to uh, Hotshot, or not down to, we go to Velocitron, where uh, Hotshot is loving these roads. Yep, we're on speed planet again, where nothing is moving at all, let alone fast. But yeah, he likes this place. And Red Alert says, well, yeah, it's certainly unique, but it's ridiculous that these roads go all over the place with no rhyme or reason. What kind of people would build that? And Hotshot's like, fast people, that's who? <laughs> and then he he's like I think he might say he wants to see them, but but Red Alert has to remind him again, hey, we're not allowed to talk to the locals, but you're on a reconnaissance mission to track down an object. Engaging with the locals when they are Transformers makes complete sense. Well, yeah, otherwise, why are you standing there in robot mode if you're trying to blend in? Yes. <laughs> they transform and head off to look for the key, I guess they picked a random direction and if hotshot can't race the locals he can always race red alert and off they go so then we go to jetfire who can't find scattershot he's like i guess searching for him luring kobe walk into the room and he says hey the others have gone to dig up basically unesco heritage sites to look for the <laughs> magic omega lock yep they're at stonehenge the largest henge in the world did you ever see that eddie has heard bit about stonehenge oh my god oh, it's yes. funny oh we're building a henge he's like doing the pantomime with the hammer and the chisel but uh, at stonehenge they've got landmine digging at what has got to be the most one of the most protected places on earth like you said and nobody has a problem with that not a single one uh so then we go to bud and scattershot and they're like driving i think out of earth's atmosphere why not? Um, and then we go back to the speed velocity road planet 
thing. And there's a car who's, she's the fastest of all the cars. Fuck you. Yep. She tells us this is why she's the top speedster on this planet because she's the fastest. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. If you're the fastest, that means you're the fastest. But she passes everyone on the road and wishes she had some competition. And well, here you go, lady. Megatron standing on the road up ahead. Yeah. She plays a bit of a game of chicken, but he doesn't move and he just, hmm, and smiles at her in that David K way. And she transforms and he says, hey, I'm looking for. It's right. It's brand new toy. It's a brand new transformer. It's override. She might be a Decepticon. Maybe not. But she's real fast. And I'm real fast. And I'm also on a lot of cocaine. More than normal. And override's really, really, really fast. Bone. Jesus. Holy fuck. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's it's override. And she, yeah, she's really fast. And uh, she's the leader of the planet. And Megatron thinks to himself, maybe he shouldn't underestimate her. Then tells her he's here for the cyber planet key. And she says he'll have to race her for that kind of info. <laughs> okay. Unicron Trilogy Megatron slash Galvatron is the kind of guy who plays poker with the faces of his cards facing the other players. <laughs> like, he, he is just telling her everything. Well, yeah. Because actually, now they they um, they race, and it's a big race scene, and it's fast, and they zip, zap, zop, zoop everywhere. It's pretty well done, though. It's not bad. Say. It's well shot. Uh, and then they stop she wins, and he and she's like, so, this uh, magic uh, special lock thing, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I've never heard it in my life. I just wanted to raise somebody. And his response is, oh, well, I guess you're curious then. Maybe I'll tell you all about it. Also, Megatron's like, she must have cheated. Like, Megatron is complaining. Like, that's something you would do, you dummy. How come you didn't? But anyway, back on Earth, Laurie still wants to know where Bud is, and Jolt says he's in a place with a nice view, and sure enough, he's standing outside, scattershot, inside a force field looking down at Earth. Which is kind of cool. He's even got a line later where he's like, I got to do something most kids never do. And you know what? Yeah, he's, he's not wrong. Yeah, But uh, there is he that. does say, hey, I'm in space. I should be able to fly. He gets quite upset when he's told he can't fly, ignoring like the fact that he's not actually flying. He's in free fall. And the thing, the you know, the uh, sphere is orbiting Earth. Physics don't matter in these shows. Well, yeah, Scattershot explains this ramp has a gravity field. Otherwise, we'd fly off it once we got up here, right? But then he also detects Starscream and Thundercracker, and we cut right down to Optimus and Stonehenge. <laughs> They've got a hole that could maybe fit Optimus if he squished up really tight. <laughs> and Optimus is looking in this fairly, you know, small hole and says, well, we looked, we didn't find anything. We're going home. They dug one hole. That's it. It's not down there. And commercial break. And when we come back, Crumple Zone and Ransack are telling Megatron that he should go talk to Breakdown for the piano keys. <laughs> yes, because he's really old, he might know about the key, and Megatron sends them to do it, and they can use any means necessary to get the info, and they move out. And then we go back to Earth, where Optimus, he engages his massive attack mode. We have that fierce battle, super mode music again. Massive attack. He's got, like, massive attack mode, super mode, energon, cyber key mode, whatever. <laughs> they all look exactly the same. They're all just super things. Yeah, he just calls it something different. And Starscream transforms and activates his cyber key power, doesn't have any special aim, and so does Optimus, and they start fighting, I guess, and we just see explosions in the air as Landmine and Overhaul watch, and Landmine radios Jetfire and tells them they have some bad company, and if they mention one more English band, they win the prize. Here's something about the, the transformations, and it, it irks me on this trilogy, it does it really bad, worse than most, is that ev because everybody gets their own animation scene every time they transform, we start with Optimus going into super massive attack mode, and then we get Starscream getting a cyber key, and then we have Optimus getting 
getting a cyber key and I timed it out. It's about a minute and four seconds. In a 22-minute oh, wow. episode, there's a minute and four seconds, almost 5%. It just burnt like 4% of the thing. Yeah. It just wasted on something that doesn't add anything, really, aside from looks cool. Whatever. We'll uh, we'll go back to uh, Jolt, where he says, finally tells Kobe and Lori, oh, Bud's in space. Yep, that's where he's at. And uh, Lori's only problem with that is that she and Kobe didn't <laughs> get to go to. <laughs> I like that. Kobe's like, I then wrong time, like not the time or place. But uh, then they, they, so they're like, okay, we'll get him back. But um, th- then we, oh, Kobe's like trying to triangulate his position. I don't know how he hasn't been given any coordinates. Um, and then realizes they're flying away from Earth, I think. And well, Bud's yeah, got, we, like, we kind of skipped over, but one of Thundercracker's missiles gets oh, knocked yeah. off course. It flies up and somehow, like, what are the odds of hitting it? But either way, they hit it and they go flying. This this entire series, this one more so than the other two, is built on coincidence. But yeah, they're flying away and they realize that uh, now they realize Bud's got like 15 minutes worth of oxygen left. Um, and they radio this to Jetfire, who diverts from going to the fight with Starscream, and he goes off to save Bud and Scattershot. And back with the Autobots, the flying Transformers are still at it, and Optimus just flying sidekick Starscream, and Vector Prime tells him to go help Jetfire. He got this, but Starscream just shoulder checks him when he tries to leave and back in space bud starts to run out of air and then we go to the ground where kobe gets into jolt in his little helicopter and there's no logical reason why kobe would do this in the end there will be a reason why it's good he was there but there's no reason why he would go to do this because jet fire is pretty much there yeah he reaches the bubble but a satellite bumps into them. Yep. And now everybody in Turkmenistan TV goes off the air. <laughs> and yet the collision also knocks Bud and Scattershot back towards Earth, where they start to re-enter the atmosphere. Yeah, they start to burn up. Uh, Optim- down on the ground, though, Optimus Prime and Vector Prime, they try to lure Starscream and Thundercracker to ground level where the rest of the Autobots are waiting to shoot them. And Starscream's all like, I think it's a trap, Thundercracker, you should flank them. Yeah, when, well, when he sees the other two, he transforms to blast them, and what happened here? Like, cause it looks kind of like Optimus and Vector Prime grab him, but then when it, it zooms out a bit, it looks like Optimus is upside down, his foot is next to Starscream. It's really weird. It, it is, it's poorly shot. Um, what I do know is that Overhaul now gets a cyber key and uses his, quote, slam attack, which is a projectile. Yep, it's just this red thing that shoots out of his chest and it hits Thundercracker, which knocks him into Starscream. And Optimus and Vector Prime fly off to help Jolt and... Starscream just tells Thundercracker to can it because Thundercracker's like, ah, sorry for pumping into you, boss, or he says, (laughs) because it's time to retreat. But then the bubble that's falling to the ground just vanishes in a flash of white light, and everybody goes, hey, where'd he go? And then Bud and Scattershot wake up at the base and deus ex machina, basically. Yeah. Kobe and Jolt are here, too, and Jolt explains that Vector Prime, you know how he uses, like, portals and stuff to move around? Well, he's been teaching us how to use them, too. Like, all right. But that's not what we saw. We just saw a flash of white light. Yeah. You didn't open a portal like Vector Prime opens a portal. But that doesn't matter because nothing matters. Um, so then we go to uh, Hotshot and Red Alert. And they see one Transformer use a cyber key. And Red Alert says, ha, all cyber keys on this planet are the same color. Yeah. 
All one of them. Well, he's not wrong. All one of them they have seen. A hundred percent of the sample set (laughs) has been the same color. And then they watch his ransack and crumple zone drive up to two Transformers just standing there and start doing the Stunticon circling bit going around (laughs) them. And one of them is like this soul timer who calls down a cyber key because anybody can do this. But it doesn't seem to be a threat at all because crumple zone and uh, I keep wanting to call him ratchet, but ransack transform and are going to kick the shit out of this old guy. Well, yeah, and they activate their own cyber keys and all set to start with the shooting, but then Hotshot comes flying out of nowhere and sends them flying. She's the leader of the planet, but actually doesn't know anything about the cyber planet key. She just wanted a race. Well, that's fine. The thing was lost here who knows how many million years ago. Why would she? Maybe they do have the thing, but just don't know what it is. Maybe they're using it for a coffee table. Who knows? Well, apparently Breakdown might know, but Megatron probably asked his new lackeys who's in charge of the place, figuring whoever that is would know. That makes sense. But you'd think they'd at least have mentioned Breakdown as somebody that would probably know more than anyone else. Something that doesn't make sense, however, is Megatron's reaction after the race. He just walks away. What? Megatron. Any version of Megatron doesn't walk away, especially not if he thinks he's been cheated. So she can't tell you where the thing is or even anything about it. She's still the leader of the planet, stupid. Take her hostage and tell the others they can have her back once you have the Cyber Planet Key. Then again, if she wins all the races all the time, maybe they don't want her back. Cyber Planet Key? Never heard of it. I mean, she's the Cyber Planet Key. Yeah, that's it, isn't she, guys? Remember the other morning she was bragging about being the fastest and a Cyber Planet Key? Yeah, yeah, you can take her with you, buddy. That fucking bully. She never lets anyone... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Dip Pickers Podcast Show. This episode was Space. Paul, what would you bring in from the airlock? Well, that spiraling friggin' space ramp thing. That's just dumb. It's like, right? Oh, boy. How are planes not hitting it, right? Like, uh, you know was... what? I liked I liked this episode kind of with, with an asterisk. I, I liked that there was a couple different storylines. Megatron meeting um, oh, uh, Override was like, eh, there was no real point to that. It was just like, let's introduce a character. But um, Bud's story and then the battle with Starscream kind of tying up in the end was pretty good. That's some decent story writing of having, you know, an a plot and a B plot that wrap up, you know, in the climax of your story. Um, I, I kind of like Bud. He's growing on me a bit. I got to admit. Oh, yeah? Well, the racing part where Megatron and Override are racing, that looked really, really well done. Like where they're going up on the walls and everything. And every time he tries to get around her, she moves in front of him. It's really neat. It was well shot, which surprised me later when I saw like that fight with Vector Prime and Optimus against Starscream, and it was just so confused and almost shaky cam. And you know what? So ignoring the overarching story, I thought this was a mildly fun episode. I didn't mind it. It was not bad. The next episode we're going to review, which might be bad, might not be bad. Who knows with this series will be Rush. Uh, if you want to something something Tom Sawyer you can email the show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com yeah make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app whatever it is you listen to Rush with whatever you listen to Massive Attack with whatever you listen to Bad Company with and tell all your friends tell everybody you know you can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.timestandstill.com and until the <laughs> next episode another Rush song see you later
what happened here? 